Hey guys, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I had tried different diets, exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that really thrives on you not getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love. Play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to access my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and that the show is really sponsored by you guys. Each of you that works with me that I am able to take on as a client helps me to be able to keep putting out these podcasts for free. So I just want to thank you, each of you, for your love and support. Hey guys, I'm your host, Nick Horowski, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, episode number 77. In today's episode, I interview myself. Be sure to stick around for the end of the show to learn about shamanic journeying and strength, my new morning routine courtesy of J.P. Sears and Tony Robbins combined, as well as letting me just say thank you for one year of interviews. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where actually I'm going to interview myself or at least just talk for a while. And the reason being, uh, over the last two weeks, I have had uh, four guests cancel uh, within about an hour of our interview. Uh, So maybe this just ended up being fate because I believe this is my, this is a year straight of me now interviewing people. And maybe it was time to uh, give a little bit more on my journey, maybe where I'm at, where I've gone over the last year. And hey, let's let's just see where it goes. So I guess I have to answer my uh, first uh, obligatory opening question, which is uh, tell us about your health journey in 10 sentences or less. And now I understand why uh, people sometimes feel stumped with this. No, and that's that's part of the fun. So really, my health journey began when I was young, started off, I always saw my mom out in the garden, uh, my dad helping her with stuff. My grandfather had a huge garden, just the influence like him with his garlic. My mom always making tomato sauce. Uh, when I got into middle school, high school, my best friend, Mark Radio, who's on the podcast here, we just got really into working out, really doing that uh, every day, especially during the summer together. From there, that was more just because of sports. I played soccer, basketball, football, went on, played football in college, Loved lifting, continued it, graduated school as a physical therapist, found uh, Shankar Oxton's Underground Wellness uh, with Paul Check on one of the episodes and kind of dove in from a huge health journey from there. Uh, and that has just led to so many things, I mean, really leading up to where I am today, which is really digging doing this podcast and getting to interview just some of the healthiest people 
from around the world, which is really awesome for me. And I'm very humbled to be able to do so because I get to learn so much from them. And I hope that you guys really do too, because what they talk about, what they say, it's not just all these big, just like astronomical things that you have to do for your health. No. The coolest thing about it is they're simple. Like the, a lot of the people that are on here, they're, they're just talking about simple things, making it easy for you to get healthy. And really that goes a long ways in just you being able to stick with it, not having to worry about, oh my God, well, so-and-so does this, so I'm going to have to do it like this. I'm going to have to be on and go and work out for an hour and a half a day and I can only eat these foods and I have to sleep nine hours a night. No, you realize like everybody on here has talking about making it work for them and really just become the healthiest versions of themselves. And that's, that's really what it's all about. So I'm just even looking, uh, at some of the people that were on the show and I guess there's, there's kind of just these take home points for everybody that I've had on that. I'm just looking at the list here and there's, there's never anything where it's like, Oh wow. I, didn't, I didn't, well, no, not that I didn't see that coming. It's just everybody just seems so real about it. And, and that's what I really appreciate because if you can be real about your health, if you can be upfront about it and not just trying to cover up what you're doing, people can latch onto that and, and make that lasting change. And it really kind of comes down to now like, all right, well, how do I do that? I guess, right? I mean, one of the things that I, I really find fascinating are how people live their days, uh, their routines, uh, because that's what it's all about. Like your routine is is you. I mean, your routine may be no structure, but a lot of times there's some structure to that. And that's why it's for me, I'm usually waking up right around 530. I mean, this is at the time of this recording, like uh, this is in September, so it's still fairly long days. Uh, but I get up around 5.30, I go to bed right around 9.30, so I'm pretty much on that eight-hour sleep. Yeah, do I cut that short sometimes? Yeah, do I take that longer sometimes? Yeah, it's it's really dependent. Uh, I'm, I'm really into getting back to lifting heavy right now, and I'm amazed. I, I used to, this is even going back three, four years, I used to need a lot of sleep to do that. I'm talking like nine-plus hours to really be able to recover. Uh, I don't know if it's mentally I, I'm setting myself up because that's one of my things I do as I'm laying my head down on the pillow at night is I, I, I said an affirmation that I'm going to have a great night's sleep. And I got away from this for maybe a month or so, eh, maybe two months. And when I started it back up, I really realized that I had uh, screwed that up basically. Like this was an awesome thing for me to do to clear my head for 30 seconds and then kind of be able to pass right out. Uh, when I don't do it, it's actually a lot harder for me to fall asleep. But what that looks like is as I lay my head down, I, I kind of snuggle up under the covers if it, if it's a cold night. Um, cause it is starting to get cooler at night now. Uh, I always kind of bury my head under the pillow, which is just kind of a, Hey, that's, that's what I do. Even when it's warmer out, I tend to do that. And I'll set the intention where I'm going to have a great night's sleep. I'm going to feel rested. I'm going to just feel fantastic. And I do, if, if anybody's a Seinfeld fan out there, I set the inner alarm clock like Kramer does, uh, although it backfires on him uh, in the episode for the marathoner. But I set a little bit of an internal clock. So it's, I'm going to get up eight hours, like at 5.30, 
feeling well rested. I'm going to be ready to go for whatever it is that I'm necessarily doing that morning. Like today I got up uh, and it was going to be to actually, I wanted to clean up the kitchen a little bit and I was going to watch a video and I knew exactly what I was going to watch from the night before. So, Hey, I was able to pass right out. I, I, I fell asleep well. Uh, and I was just, I had a great night's sleep. Um, so it was pretty simple. I, I, I don't know if there's much else to it than that, but it works for me. Um, so again, a great morning still begins with a great night there then too. Uh, but then my morning, it all depends when my son gets up between six, six thirty usually, uh, get up and we'll start kind of hanging out. We'll go out front. We'll read. I'll give him a little bit of a bottle, uh, just to get him, him hydrated too. I've already had my bunch of water and I'll be drinking, uh, a little bit more than as we're out there. We could take our lap around the yard, checking out the trees. The figs are in right now. So we're looking at those, the garden, whatever catches our eye. The other morning it was some deer. Uh, and this is mind you is in a neighborhood. So it's really cool to see that the dogs are pretty fascinated as well, but then it's going to be, Hey, we're going to break breakfast. Tim and I together, Julie's usually getting ready cause she starts earlier. I start later. Uh, and then I'm going to take him and the dogs on a walk. And that's our morning, every single morning. Uh, he'll eat some of my breakfast, but we'll come back, give him the rest of his food before uh, I either take him down to his aunt's down the street or uh, one of our parents comes over to watch him. And then the rest of my, I guess, workday, if you will, begins. Whether I'm in the clinic, whether I am hey, was getting ready to uh, cut a podcast this morning, uh, maybe in the gym, Early on in the morning, right, uh, maybe again, 20 minutes, half hour after I get up or where I was able to today, I had a little bit of time in between when I dropped Cooper off uh, and when I started recording this. So I got a nice heavy workout in again, getting back into the strong man and feeling really good doing that. But then it goes, I'm usually at the clinic the rest of the day. So I, I leave there around seven after I'm done seeing patients and come home. And now it's time, hey, 20 minutes, half hour with the family before I go to put Cooper down for uh, bed. So we're just hanging out, uh, doing whatever it is we want to do. If, uh, I usually try and grab a little bit of a snack. I don't eat very heavy at night. Uh, and Cooper, again, uh, as one of the people I work with likes to say, uh, the, the B tax, like her nieces uh, likes to eat. I, I call this now the Cooper tax. Like, hey, if I'm eating something, he's going to want to eat it too, right? And that's all awesome uh, as far as I'm concerned. He's really open to trying a lot of new foods. And hey, you know, if I'm putting in my body, it's something that I'm approving of. So I certainly am okay with him eating it as well. Uh, he's down usually right around 8 o'clock. It takes five minutes to put him down now. He goes to sleep really well. So that gives Julie and I, hey, maybe some time to wind down. Or maybe it's we're doing something together. Maybe we're not. Uh, a lot of times she might be just going to read then. I'm going to read, I'm going to either be working on notes maybe, I might be researching for a podcast, or just working on some writing, some something else. Uh, it really all depends. Uh, I'll do that for, it all depends, 45 minutes to an hour. By 9 o'clock, I'm shutting everything down, guaranteed, uh, at least as, as far as electronics go. That gives me time to grab my Tai Chi ruler, get outside with the dogs for 20 minutes, Uh and then another maybe 10, 15 minutes for just some stretching, some rolling out. Uh, again, just to really get my body, like I said, ready for that next night. And I love structure uh, in my day. So these things do 
very, very well for me. Uh, it's, it's something that I thrive on. I love to know, I love to have a plan. Uh, I'm not an off the cuff, whimsical kind of person. Uh, when it comes to, I guess going to do something big, like if I get an idea for something, I might just want to do it. And that's one of the things that creativity and stuff that uh, I'm going to have one of my friends on to talk about too, uh, in the future. And I'm really excited about it because creativity is, I don't know if it's a lost art, but sometimes can be robbed of people. And I'm not really a big fan of that. Now, just kind of brought back to me here, my list of questions that I have for people. So I always have this list going in. Uh, I have a general list that I kind of pick off of that I'll add to, I'll subtract from, uh, and it's more of a refining process. So as I start to interview more people, as I listen to more people on podcasts, certain questions stick out, certain things uh, that I really like to, I, I write them down. I, I take that, I try and apply it as best I can. And that's why I always listen to my own podcast as well. Sometimes that was it can be hard when you're like, ah, was I awkward on that? Who cares? Learn from it. Move forward. But that goes with anything in life. So learn from yourself. It's it's an important thing to reflect. But uh, getting back to it, I'm looking at the questions and I guess in a sense here, I have some favorite ones and more because I think I want to answer them. So I'm just looking at them and I was just looking, what was I looking at? Who in history would you most like to meet, uh, most like to have met? Because this is something for me. I, I love history. Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Oh, my God. What a podcast. What He, he also has, uh, I believe it's called Common Sense. And right now we're in political season, like uh, the, coming up from the presidential elections. So he'll cut these once a month, maybe every other month, uh, an hour or so. And they're just awesome. I love, I guess I just love his style. But. The history ones, I geek out on history. Uh, it's something that I'm a big fan of, and I think that's why I love biographies too. And this is a tough question because picking out one person in history to have met, it is such a hard thing to do. I, I've i had a lot of answers on here. Uh, a lot of people have said Einstein, and I think Einstein is certainly up there for me. Nikolai Tesla's up there for me. I think one of the coolest figures, though, that comes out, and it's still fairly recent, is Rudolf Steiner. And I think it's because I still know a little bit less about him. Uh, developed biodynamic agriculture, the Waldorf school system. I mean, these things are still ahead of their time. And it's, what, 100, 150 years later, whatever it is. He just really cool I don't know, can really tap into a lot of other dimensions and other universes. And I think that's where I'm guessing he's some type of shaman. I haven't really looked into it much, but was really able to tap into whatever that is in between, like in space, in the planets, like whatever you want to call it. They, I mean, the ether is like thrown around, but I, that's something anybody that can really function on just that higher, much more high of a level really, really fascinates me. Uh, and just somebody I'd want to hang out with, uh, just learn from, just go to town on whatever topics he wants to talk about, or just, Hey, like I said, find out people's routines, 
just let me hang out with him for a week too. Uh, so that's that's always something that is really cool. Uh, being able to almost get into somebody's uh, head, rituals, whatever it is, if you will, and just hearing them go to town on that. One of the other questions that I had always asked somebody to end the show, uh, and I got away from it for a little bit, starting to get back to it because I like it, is just either what are your non-negotiable health habits or what is your one non-negotiable health habit? And this, like so many others, is when it comes down to one thing, what is that one thing? This is, I had Jeff Woods on the show, works with uh, uh, Jay Papson, Gary Carroll, like one thing, the book amazing book really has helped me but if you look at it in terms of health what's the one thing that i just have to do every day i can't get past just drink water uh if if i don't drink water actually i don't know what i feel like because i've become so ingrained in doing that i can't forget about it it's just part of me and i think that's where that's where you find that long lasting health where it's just you have stumbled across something that just works for you and that's it. Like you know that this is what you're going to do every single day. And in part, that's me with water. Like I just know flat out every single day I'm drinking water. It's not like maybe I'm having some water. No, I'm having my clean canteen full. Uh, I got to use, make sure I use more stainless steel around the house with Cooper now, but I'm, I'm having the, the, I think it's a 27 ounce having that. And then some first thing, basically first 15 minutes out of bed from there. Hey, I'm going to go like, I'm going to just be drinking water throughout the day. I take, I, I work every day. I mean, I have with me about 80 ounces. So if, I mean, I'm already between those two right there. I'm already over half my body weight in ounces, so I don't have to worry about it. I'm not necessarily drinking all of that, but I'm definitely hitting half my body weight every single day. I like a little bit of uh, Celtic sea salt in my water. It's just, hey, that's it. It's simple. It works for me. Done. End of story. One of the things that I always find fun too is, uh, oh no, maybe I'll save that one for the end because that's where I always finish with when I ask people, um, okay, here's, here's one. I like to know what people's vision for a healthy future is. And I'll say like, but that's for themselves. So for myself, for my family, for the world, a healthy future to me, uh, for myself, my family is knowing where our food comes from. And trusting it, being able to really live the life we choose, because that to me is still part of health. Uh, so many things, like if everybody was able to live the life they choose, and not necessarily have a negative impact on others, I think that would be an amazing vision for a healthy future. But it's not going to happen. I'm okay with that. Like I have to uh, understand the, except I guess maybe some of the balance of yin and yang and there's going to be good. There's going to be evil and I'm going to do 
what I feel is good, what I feel is right. And other people are doing the same. And maybe one of us is wrong and that's okay. But that healthy future is one where we're just feeling good, happy. I think happiness is probably that ultimate part of the healthy future. And happiness to me is just being able to put a smile on your face throughout the day. Sure, having some ups and downs, uh, but just feeling good. Feeling good. That's that's being happy. Uh, that's about as simple as I can make it. And I, I can't, I, I don't know what else to say. My vision for a healthy future is people being happy. What is happiness? Having that big smile on your face. There it is. Done. Right there. So other stuff that I I just kind of want to go into uh, is a little bit about some of my practices, I guess, of, of, of health. Like I touched on the water. Uh, movement for me is essential. I, I have to move every single day. I love to move every single day. Uh, that's in the form of a walk. Uh, but by far every single day, there has to be a walk. I have to be doing my Tai Chi. And I'm also learning that I much better if I do something intense every day. Now that doesn't have to be a half hour of intensity. That could be five minutes where again, first thing I get up, uh, and I'm just pumping, I'm moving, maybe beating my chest there a little bit, just doing a little bit of yelling, a little bit of jumping. And I'll do this out in the backyard. Dogs are already doing the same thing. Like they're racing after something when we're just kind of hitting that. Uh, maybe the sun's peeking out in the morning. Maybe it's not even quite up yet. They're smelling everything that was out there at night. I, okay, so going off of this, I listened to an awesome, I, I just started getting back into the Joe Rogan podcast. And he talked about his dog. And he goes, man, every morning I let this dog out and bam, it takes off like a cannon, just shot it out, right? And... I was not always, sometimes I would get upset with my dogs because I was trying to keep them under control because they do the same damn thing every morning, just like he's talking about. And he was talking about like, it's always, this is where he lives, I guess. It's always running after like a lizard or a gecko trying to catch it. And I'll do the same thing. Like I'm trying to keep the dogs quiet in the morning so they don't wake up Julian and Cooper. And they're like shaking their, shaking around. Alex, her ears flapping all over. Uh, She'll like, oh, like big yawn. Rufy's just like looking at me like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, and so I open up the door out into the garage. I close it behind us. And then I open up the garage door. And I think they're going to knock it over one of these days. I really do. Because just boom, like shot out of there like a cannon. And the excitement every single morning is, it's incredible to me to see this. And some days they'll catch stuff like, uh, not so much around the house. Like when we go to the park, they're the same way. They're like waiting. They're just primed. Like I have Cooper on my back. The dogs are on the leash. We get to the park. I'll take those leashes off and poof, like same thing. They're just shooting out of there. Whether it's a groundhog, a squirrel. If there are birds, they'll just go scatter them. They don't care. They're just living in the moment. Just that absolute passion and excitement for the day. And I 
love that. And I think that's one thing that's really helped me get going first thing in the mornings is I had been having, like I said, actually, I think part of it, it's twofold. I hadn't been doing uh, the just my, uh, um, whatever you want to call it, right before bed where I said, I'm sorry, that intention right before I went to bed. I hadn't been doing that. But then uh, one of my mentors, uh, JP Sears, who was also on the show, he and I were talking and I always think of him as a very yin character, right? And I thought of myself more as this yang guy. And I realized I'm kind of laid back for the most part. And I thought I was always just this yang yang, just fiery, hard charging. I am for certain things. Like I'm getting passionate right now. I'm bouncing all around the room here. But he was right. Like even I can hear you like my voice shifted here. I calmed down. And that's a lot of times how I am. I'm just a pretty laid back dude. But to get me, he, he was talking about, he was at a Tony Robbins event, like Tony had invited him, which was an amazing honor, I think. And after hearing him talk like Tony's, like his incantations, like just that boom, boom, like I said, like beating the chest, like <laughs> deep breathing, just really just amping yourself up. And I've started to take that for myself, uh, to get myself kind of going in the morning, um, Going from that and also with like what Jason Prawl said when he was on the show is just getting out that first thing, getting that first light, getting your feet in the grass uh, to help set that circadian rhythm. And just like I said, this is a continual refining of this process for me. And I've started doing these things. And Man, if I'm not ready to start the day just running off through a wall like these dogs are, like I'm, we might not even need the garage door anymore. We're just going to have these like little an Alex shape or Rufus shape and a Nick shape like through the garage door because we're just all like hard charging ready to go start that day i don't know if julie would appreciate three holes in the door but my point being have a little excitement have a little passion but be in the moment and and that's what it, i don't really know where i started with this i kind of have an idea but biggest thing biggest takeaway for me off of this has been health is still going to be individual. If that makes me feel great, happy, alive every morning and be there, I'm not on my phone, I'm not on my computer, I'm not somewhere around the world, I'm there, I'm with the dogs, I'm outside, I feel great doing it so I do it. What do you feel great doing? If you don't feel great, why? What are you doing that's not making you at that 100%. And it, it's it's an important question to ask yourself. If you can't answer it for yourself, find a coach like myself, like a lot of the other people that I've had on the show to help you get that answer. Because, man, I mean, I just actually turned 31 years old. If I would have to go through, like, I might be a third of the way through my life, right? I might only be a quarter of the way through my life. I have no idea. But I also might be almost done with it. Either way, I don't want to go for another year, for another hundred years, and just be like, yeah, all right, I mean, I guess I'm doing okay. No, I want to be screaming from the rooftops. I want to be going out in the morning, every morning, just pounding my chest when I'm 131 years old, 100 years from now. I don't know if the dogs are going to be around. If they are, awesome. But like, whatever dogs are out there running with me, 
if it's my family, who, whoever it is, just feeling great doing it, being happy, putting that smile on the face every single morning. So I know I was talking about other stuff too, but I'm glad I went off on that because I hope you can appreciate that. Find what makes you happy. Do it and just go to town on it. This is what you see with all great people. Uh, healthy uh, in, in, the, in the health and wellness industry or otherwise. But a lot of times the otherwise ones are still pretty darn healthy because if they're not, they're not going to be able to sustain that passion of what they do. You're going to see them burning out at 40, 50 years old and just having to move on because they just can't hack it. Simplest way to put it. They're just burnt out. They can't do it. So they got to move on. I'm look. I, I'm looking at the questions here again, and there's one that I just stopped on. What have you put off changing in your life? This came up for me maybe six weeks ago now. Uh, maybe two months. Call it two months. And it was again, I got, I I hadn't been training heavy and I missed it. I really missed it. I, I was, I'm still reasonably strong, uh, in comparison, I guess, to an average individual, but I don't want to be average with what I do. Right. Like I want to be strong as an ox. And one of the things I put off changing was like, I think that was that yin coming out that JP was telling me about is I had. I had become so afraid with overdoing it for myself, with not pushing the envelope. And granted, I still need my working in. I still need my sleep. But you know what I can balance that with? Some heavy stone, like Alice Stone lifts, right? Go out, flip the tire, just pull some heavy deadlifts, whatever it is. And this was something I had put off. And I don't know why. I think it was because it... It didn't seem healthy to me to always be going so hard uh, with some things, but also keeping an imbalance with others. And again, here I come back to that imbalance, that yin-yang uh, twofold uh, with this. Uh, so don't be afraid. Like, Go out and train heavy. I, it, it came at a time like where I just needed that to be mixed up a little bit. Uh, with my training so it feels awesome and I'm like I don't know why I stopped doing this I think part of it was like all right maybe I should have done it and I, and I did do a little bit like when Cooper was born like hey crazy change for all of us right fine just get everything back in order but then get going on it again and that's why I want to get back to competing in strongman events going maybe to uh, nationals I don't know if I feel like going to do something like that we'll see I it's 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 always a possibility it's just if I'm training for it, if I'm feeling good, that's what it's about right there. Uh, so that was probably one of the things that I put off changing in my life uh, up until that point. Yeah, I, I, I don't really see any other things like a lot of the other things I've, I've made changes with. I've gone, I've tried to uh, better myself as best I can. Now, does that mean that it always works out well? Uh, no. Does that mean I'm doing all the right things? No, but 
I'm trying to do what's best for myself, for my family, for those that I try and help out, um, both in the clinic and just in, in my uh, online practice uh, with people, with my podcast, with my writing. So really just trying to bring that about, bring that happiness to everybody. As I'm looking around here, what other questions could be fun to maybe dive in a little bit on? And Okay, so what is what do you see in most health and wellness practitioners that you disagree with? And I think this might be something that I've seen in myself uh, in part, but I'm really starting to try to differentiate it. And... A lot of it comes down to the same the same stuff over and over, right? Where's the new stuff? Well, how much new stuff are we going to come out with right now? Eh, I don't know. Uh, it's tough to be original. It's tough to be completely like I'm talking authentically unique uh, because stuff's been said in different ways. But that's one of the cool things is it, it, as you just continue to learn, continue to read, continue to just take in other other people's expressions, their knowledge. All of it's already out there, but put your own spin on it. And and that's what I'm trying to do for myself right now. And I guess it's not something that I disagree with. I think it's just something that I'm seeing in myself that I'm pivoting on and I'm excited about it. And it's trying to share that strength and health can be one and the same. Because a lot of times you'll see, uh, and I've I've commented on this, I've heard people say stuff they're like, oh yeah, you got five years in the strength game, then you got to get out because you're going to be too beat up. Well, that sucks. Why would I want to do that, right? No, I'm going to go all in on this new strength journey. If you want to jump in on board with me, cool. Let me know. I, I want to have other people on here. But it, And that's where, for me, it's, it's strong, man. For you, it could be climbing a rock wall. Uh, it could be walking on your hands around the block. It could be deadlifting a thousand pounds. I love the deadlift, by the way. Whatever, whatever that looks like for you, find it. And this doesn't have to be males. It doesn't have to be a twenty-year-old like hard-charging, testosterone-filled male. No, this can be. 70 year old female, like a grandmother who's just like, you know what? I want to be able to pick up my grandkids, right? That's, that's still, you have to be, have a requisite amount of strength to do that, to be able to lift your dog when, uh, whatever it is, like in and out of the car. If they can't get in and out, you might have to do that. I'm looking out my window and I see like garbage cans. Well, that stuff you still have to be able to lift, right? Like no matter what age, you don't want to, lose that that independence you don't want to become dependent on somebody else for that no so keep that strength fine why is it do you want to be strong enough to do these things and if you have that big enough why that's going to carry you a long ways so for me it's i want to be strong i i I am strong and i like that feeling now maybe that's just my ego talking maybe that's just my testosterone talking 
But you know what? It's fun for me. It feels good. The other caveat to that is I want to be healthy. I don't want to be burnt out in another five years of doing this and just feeling all broken down, run down. No, I want to feel great doing it because I've done this in the past and I probably ran myself down more. Like I said, I needed nine hours of sleep. I would take, after we did strongman trainings uh, on either Saturday or Sunday, depending on when I was training, uh, I would need that afternoon nap, like be watching college football, pro football, whatever it was uh, a couple years ago. And I would crash. I would just want that nap because I was just going so hard. I mean, I probably wasn't eating as clean as I am now, though. I wasn't optimizing my sleep. I, was, I wasn't I was aware of all the lights turned on at night. It wasn't really going to allow me to get that good sleep. I mean, the mental strength that I've developed since then is just astronomically greater. Uh, using some of my shamanic skills have just helped me endlessly. Speaking of which, so, and, and I'm interested, if, if anybody's out there, please give me some feedback on this. Leave something in the show notes. Leave something over on the Facebook uh, at Evo uh, Evolution Health and Fitness on Facebook uh, because I want to know know more about this uh, if you're interested because this is something that I thought was pretty cool. I still will do it and continue to do it for myself, but if you're interested, I'm, I would love to share. So please, I, I, I want to know this is going to be worth it for me to get the podcast another podcast cut on this weekly, but... I was thinking about doing uh, some shamanic journeying on certain things for strength and health, uh, but combining them and and asking questions uh, down in probably like the lower world and seeing what answers I came up with. And it might be specific questions for myself, specific questions that you guys would have, uh, but to see what answers really come from the spirit world and to share that with you guys. No, I probably wouldn't do an hour-long podcast like most of these end up being, but I would probably journey on something for maybe 15 minutes, half hour, whatever it ends up being, but then commenting on it for 10, 20 minutes, a half hour if it comes up. I don't know that I would talk on it that much. I certainly might, but let me know if you'd be interested in on this. Uh, so strength and shamanism uh, or something along those lines, the strong shaman, I, I don't know, but Something that I think could be pretty cool, like I, I'll use it for myself for sure, but if you guys want to learn more about this, hear more about this, let me know and I'll just record my thoughts on it and to share with you guys. And hey, it's it's actually a way, if you want some coaching, if you want some answers for yourself, if you guys send me some questions, I would love to go and dig deeper on them because anytime that I said any of anybody on the show, anytime that people ask me things, I still learn from them. All of my clients, uh, one I'm thinking about in particular here, he, he's been really expanding my thoughts recently, which is, is so cool to have because a little bit, a couple of years younger than I am. Um, and, and he just, he's coming into his own and it's, I, I can see some of myself in him like a few years ago and it's, he's reaching out and I appreciate that because I'm doing the same now for people that are five, 10 years ahead of me. He's doing the same thing because he wants to get to that next point in his life. And not that he wants to just rush through everything, but he wants to stay at the highest level that he possibly can, uh, both currently and get to where he wants to get to in the future, the most efficient way possible so that he can continue to grow 
and just have that expansion beyond belief. So it's it's really cool to to get some of that. But again, let me know if you guys want uh, any of that, the uh, some of the shamanic journeying. If you want some insights into that, I would love to share it. Uh, well, shamanic uh, insights from uh, and, and strength because I love I love doing some shamanic journeying as it is. Uh, so, hey, let me know, please. I, I would love to uh, help you guys out and help myself out because we're all on this journey together. All right, let's see if there are any other big questions that I want to go over or maybe we could even start wrapping this up um, because, again, I just I wanted to share something new with you. I've been doing this for a year now. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've gotten to interview some of my mentors some other people that I've just wanted to reach out to and they were so gracious to say yes. And that's a pretty amazing thing. So, okay. You know what? Here's what is something you could learn from your eight year old self? So if I'm looking back when I was eight years old, I'm trying to put myself back to that place. The biggest thing I know exactly that the biggest thing I could learn from an eight-year-old is myself or probably any other eight-year-old. There's no worries. And I say this because I was never in a situation where I always had shelter. I always had food. So by default, I'm safe, right? I was always safe. So think about that for yourself. Are you safe? Do you have food? Do you have shelter? As long as you have, as long as you're making some money to cover just those things, you really don't need anything else. Do I want a lot of other things? Yes, of course I want other things. But as an eight-year-old, you had those things. You had, and I look at Cooper right now, my son. (laughs) You have a ball or, or a rock or a stick and you're pretty good. I would just play with like, cut up wooden blocks. Like I think that my great uncle had sanded down, like he was in construction. Like he just gave me these things. I would stack them for hours, just building stuff, but it's that simple. So I think the biggest thing, appreciate the simplicity, uh, that can bring about happiness. And here that comes back to happiness for me. Now I'm not saying, uh, this can be applied for everybody because if you don't know where your next meal is coming from, I can't imagine what that's like. Uh, If you don't know where you're sleeping tonight, and I mean this from the standpoint like, oh, I can just go get a hotel room because you have the cash to burn, like you're in a new city. No, I'm talking like you you have no idea where you're going to sleep tonight. You don't know if you're going to eat today or next week. As long as you have those things down, (laughs) you can go pick up a little rock on the street, play with that. You're pretty good. Uh, you're, you're, you should really be happy. And that's what it's about. That's what that healthy vision for future, uh, is for, for me, that, that healthy future, my vision, happiness. And if everybody has a roof over their head, if everybody has some food in their bellies, yeah, you know what? You should probably be pretty happy. And I think that's what we all need to appreciate. So that's that's my biggest takeaway 
that I can learn from my eight-year-old self. So I want to thank you guys again for being on this journey with me. I've had, again, more than a year's worth of podcasts, but year's worth of interviews. So this was me, uh, in a sense, interviewing myself because, hey, I want to make sure I have something out there for you guys every week to hear. And maybe I'll do some more of these. Maybe, like I said, please give me some feedback on if you want to learn about uh, some of my shamanic journeys on strength. I'd love to share them with you guys, any questions that you have on them. But I want to still finish with my classic closing questions, uh, which is who would I want to hear on this podcast and what would I want to ask them or hear them talk about? If I'm just going with the health field here, still the person that can enthrall me with hearing them speak is Paul Check. He... He's been the answer to this question by several other people who have come through the Czech Institute working with them. And I, I still agree with that. I He has taught me so much on health movement in general. And I appreciate it. It has been fantastic for me. And he's what I, who I would want to come on. Uh I guess what would I want to hear, ask him or hear him talk about? Well, I would probably start with my opening question uh, is tell us about your health journey in 10 sentences or less. And then the interview would probably end because he would just go off. And I, I mean this in a good way. He can capture with that story. He's going to share just amazing things. I guess if I got down to it and I could ask him one thing, whether it be all the questions that I normally ask, whether it be something else no i know what it would be uh, it would be what is his definition of happiness that's it so everybody knows i still always ask hey where can everybody find more about you uh that type of thing hey head over check out the show notes barenakedhealthpodcast.com i will have uh everything over there for you guys biggest thing right now that you can help me with just give me your feedback, especially on the shamanic uh, journey and strength. Uh, if you want, I would love to share a little bit more on this, really let you into that world if you're interested in uh, kind of what, what you can learn from the spirit world. And if you're looking to get strong, like I said, it doesn't matter your age, uh, whether you're 31-year-old male like myself, really getting back into the strength game after coming out of it for a few years or whether you're somebody who wants to be a weekend warrior, playing with your kids, playing with your grandkids, being able to lift them, doing everything you need around the house. That is about it. So thank you guys again for the past year. Thank you to all of the guests that I've had on. Everybody has been magical in their own right. And, and I really mean that because everything they're sharing for all of you, I, I just can't be appreciative enough of. So thank you guys again so much. And, uh, I'll get back to you with another show next week. Thanks again for listening. 
And don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to check out the show notes for today's episode. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and the show is sponsored by you guys. Each of you that I work with helps me to be able to put out podcasts like this for free. So thanks again for your love and support. Finally, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health podcast a positive comment and five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others. So thank you.